My brothers and sisters in Christ, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's now midsummer. For us in Winnipeg, anyways, it's midsummer. School ended, so school's summer's just beginning for some people. But I want you to cast your, your memories back to the spring, April, April, May, June, three months ago. Big difference in climate, big difference in temperature. Last April, April 1st actually, I had to make a trip to Toronto. I had to pack some luggage, some bags, like we all have to do, get up three hours early to get to the airport. We've all kind of done that sort of thing. But I'm the, I'm the son of a former military officer, and I learned about the age of five how to pack, how to roll up my shirt just so, how to stuff my shoes with socks and things, where to put my shoes in the corner of the suitcase, how to coordinate my colors, all so as to maximize the space available in my limited suitcase. Which is overall a good thing. Because I do not believe that I have traveled anywhere with less than half of what I own. You know what I'm talking about. Many of you do. You've got to bring heavy boots, you know, trails and hiking. Winter boots are good. Got to bring an umbrella because it could rain. It rains everywhere. You've got to be careful. You want to wear blue jeans because, you know, there's those casual days, but you want to be warm too. You've got to wear a nice business suit. You've got to bring a business suit for those kind of formal occasions. You make meeting the family, maybe job, something. And then there's the computer. You've got to bring the computer in its various shapes and sizes. You can't just bring the computer. You've got to bring a phone charger. You've got to bring a phone charger. You've got to bring a headset. Of course. Books. You've got to bring books. You've got to bring books. You know, your old favorite ones, the ones you've read before. Bring a couple of those. You've got to bring the ones you're reading now. I do. And then you've got to bring the ones that are on your list you've got to read for the first time. You've got to bring those. Books. Way too many books. Plus, I must always leave some room for whatever trinkets and additions to my wardrobe or my library that I might accumulate along the way. Come on, everyone does that. You've got to leave some space for that. That is in addition to, of course, all the other tedious preparations all of us make whenever we go on any kind of a trip. Travel insurance, especially if you're going to cross a border. You need ready access to cash. You need an itinerary. You need hotel reservations. All these things. I think of that, back to that trip last April, and I think of the gospel today. And Jesus says to the 70, whom he is about to send out ahead of him to prepare his way, he says, Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, 
no sandals. In other words, you need to get going. Not now, but as my father would say, right now. Forget the suitcase, forget packing. Further, what I'm asking you to do won't cost you any money. And it won't make you any money either. So go. You can leave your purse at home, you won't need it. Go. That's strange advice today. But I'll tell you, 2,000 years ago, that was strange advice then, too. By any standard, strange advice. And I think, like much Semitic writing, it is an example of overstatement in order to make a point. So the question before us today in church with this gospel is, what point is Jesus trying to make? Well, in the first place, we need to remember a key piece of information that we heard last week, if you were in church, namely that at this point in Luke's gospel, Jesus has, as they say, set his face to Jerusalem. And he's going on his way. And he's going there to die. One of the things I have learned through family illness is that impending death has a way of clarifying the mind, of introducing a new urgency into your day. Suddenly your priorities are different than they were before. Because, you see... When there's not that much time, you can't be leaving things till later, till tomorrow, till the day after tomorrow. And what was important before is suddenly not as important now, and vice versa. Jesus wants to bring his word of God, of compassion, of liberation and healing, to as many people as possible before he dies. So what does he do? He picks 70 of his followers and sends them out ahead to till the soil, so to speak, in preparation for his own visit. You go first, I'll be right behind you, give me a day or so, I'll be there. You go first. In Jesus' mind, there's no time to lose. Forget about rolling up your shirts, stuffing your shoes, just go. Get on with it. Go, now, today. But secondly... Even more than Jesus' sense of urgency is his conviction that the work he is sending the 70 to do requires that they travel lightly. I remember back years ago at a preordination retreat that I was involved in. My job at this retreat was to make a speech about how important an annual retreat is and to introduce the retreat conductor, Tim. Tim began by outlining the agenda of the retreat, which included several tasks, opportunities to worship, an opportunity for the retreatants to make their confession, 
Now, this is pretty standard fare when it comes to prior uh, ordinance retreats, but would not likely have been the habitual practice of these young ordinands. And I will never forget how Father Tim encouraged those present to take advantage of the opportunity, both during the retreat and throughout their ministry, for confession. Because he said, where you are going, it's best to travel light. Best to travel light. I like that. I could learn from that. So let's play with the metaphor of traveling light. In Father Tim's case, I think he meant it best, that it was best not to be burdened by guilt. Not to be dragging up the detritus of fractured relationships in our wake. Not to be indentured to the soreness we feel towards those who have criticized us or hurt us. Because, and here's the thing, because it's pretty hard to bear one another's burdens, to bear another's burdens, if our own hands and own hearts are full. Jesus, it seems to me, may have been saying something slightly different. Because Jesus had to know that he was asking something very difficult of these 70. He is sending them through the province of Samaria, a province and a people which would despise them, and for whom the 70 themselves would have had, to put it mildly, very little respect for. He's asking them to preach, to heal, to do battle with evil, activities of which they were all novices. All of them. They've not done this before. They're new. And he's telling them, in addition, he's telling them not to make plans for accommodation in this hostile land. Excuse me? Are you kidding? Not to carry a little bit of mad money. Not even to prepare for the possibility that they might end up being sleeping on the street. If they're lucky. If they're unlucky, being driven out of town. So let's make no mistake. To travel light is to clothe yourself in vulnerability. And Jesus recognizes this when he says, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. And I'm not at all sure that the 70 would have taken all that much comfort in the messianic promise that one day, not today, but you know, one day, the wolf will lay down with the lamb and a little child shall lead them. But nevertheless, Jesus preferred the risk of traveling light to the safety of traveling encumbered. I suppose, up until this point, Jesus had a fair amount of time, and he could have run a semester's worth of tutorials, teaching the 70 to anticipate every possible objection or hurdle they would encounter along their tour. He could have drilled into them various evasive or confrontational responses 
when people got into their faces. He could have loaded them down with all sorts of booklets and pamphlets and other props and paraphernalia betokening their authority, who they were from and why they were speaking. Why he could have let me pack their bags. If I was there to do that and I had done that, they would have been ready for anything. But you know what? If I had packed their bags, they would still be on that road, lugging all that stuff over rutted paths and rugged hills. Because the truth is, you can't protect yourself from every eventuality. And if you try, then you will spend most of your life missing life. Your life will be like a labyrinth in the midst of a bureaucracy, which for all of its equipment, the bureaucracy is simply not equipped to handle simplicity. Not equipped to respond nimbly and quickly to adapt to the happy or the helpless curves that life throws at us. Surely, it is better to be like young David, carrying nothing but five pebbles and a slingshot than the great Goliath, burdened under the weight of armor and javelin. And so, similarly, Jesus advises the 70 to carry no purse. A purse. And here we continue to play with the image of traveling light. We all have purses, wallets, purses. We get older, we call them basements. We call them garages. We call them closets. We all have purses that are burdening us. Purses are a place for accumulating stuff. Lots of stuff. More stuff. Bigger stuff. Better stuff. Newer stuff. Shiny stuff. And frankly, as you will know, if you've ever had to move or downsize, most of that stuff is really not very useful. Jesus is saying, the mission I am giving you, this life I have given you to live, is a great deal more about what you yourself give to it than you can receive from it. And and you will be surprised when you give yourself to it, when you give unstintingly and freely of yourself, you will be surprised by the extent to which you will be blessed in return. The best blessings are not the ones you carry around in your wallet. Life isn't about seeing who can accumulate the most toys before they die. Because the more toys you have, the harder it is to move the harder it is to carry them with you. No. My friends, Father Tim spoke in the spirit of Jesus when he told those ordinance where you are going, it's best to travel light. Amen.